Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Natural Running Network. We are brought to you by MedHab, makers of RPM Squared, an innovative system of gait analysis that slips right into your running shoes. My name is Richard Diaz. I am your host. Are you a runner? Do you love to get out and challenge yourself? Running your first marathon or maybe caught the bug of obstacle racing? Well, sit tight because this is a show you just don't want to miss. Hi, everybody. Richard here again. I'm doing this alone. Sorry, man. Had a great show for you program this week. Turns out that my guest had jet lag. She's been traveling around the world. I'm speaking of Dr. Emily Splakel. She's a podiatrist out of Manhattan. World traveled. Just an amazing resource of information in respect to running-related injuries, plantar fasciitis. We've had her on the show a couple of times before. I had to bring her back. I think it's great to refresh the minds and thought processes of the people that listen, especially since so many of you have a tendency to hurt yourselves, and Emily's got some great information. But anyway, we're going to have her on next Tuesday. I'll, I'll do the interview, post it probably before Thursday. Be sure to listen for that. Before we get on with what I have programmed for today, I want to remind you that we have three clinics coming up this year. The first one is going to be in Killington, Vermont. It's going to be at the end of October. We have a new date that's been added to the calendar, which is Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And then, of course, we've been talking about the fact that we're going to be visiting Dallas, Texas in November. So November is Texas. December is Fort Lauderdale. And October, we're seeing people in Killington, Vermont. In order to get details on the goings-on and how to register for these events, I would highly recommend you visit the naturalrunningcoach.net. Naturalrunningcoach.net. You can register there. Incidentally, regardless of the location you're registering for, it's got one set of options, either going to be the gold, silver, or bronze package. Just click the one you choose. We'll contact you. We'll get all the details we need from you. Don't worry about a thing. It's going to be amazing. Incidentally, it's also important to point out it's a very limited application. We can only do clinical testing on 10 people at each of these locations. And I can tell you, as it stands right now, we're just about sold out in Killington, and we're just about sold out in Dallas. So if you've been thinking about those two locations, you had better get registered soon. All right. My punt plan, due to the fact that we didn't have Emily this week, I just did something really silly. I thought it would be fun to pose a few interesting questions on social media. The questions were posted towards OCR athletes, and I asked some very, very simple questions. The first question was, do you intend to respect an off-season? In other words, after the world championship season, do you plan on shutting it down, working on some details, that kind of thing. I didn't go into pointed detail about it, but 
basically I asked if people were going to take some time off at the end of the year to rejuvenate, and we got some responses to that. And then I asked a really interesting and simple question, which was, how old are you, and how much do you think you spend on OCR in the year? Really, really interesting responses we got from that question. And incidentally, day one, I got pretty decent responses from this. Day two, it got even hotter. And it was cool because we got uh, the sampling now, I think, was about a little shy of 60 people that responded. And so what we did is we, we averaged out the ages, we averaged out the money spent, we took some of the comments to heart, and I'm going to share all that with you in just a moment. I think it's also very important that I point out that I had no agenda in respect to why I asked these questions. It wasn't a matter of me fishing for business, nothing like that at all. I was just curious. I mean, it's a new sport, and it's really pretty much off the hook. Uh, all bets are off. People racing more often than in any other sport. And I just was curious to know what people were spending in order to be able to continue to participate in the sport the way they like to do it. And then I was also curious to find whether people were going to actually take some time off at the end of the year. Most sports have an off-season. There's really no blueprint to what is the appropriate way to address the season in this sport because it's such a new sport. So anyway, the questions were pretty benign, but the answers were pretty interesting. I'm not going to try to go through all the answers that were posed, but I'm going to go to the interesting ones because there were some interesting comments made. The information I gathered was, again, from social media. You put your name on it, you made your comments, and so it's fair game. I hope we're not going to offend anybody by repeating what you had to say, but you did put it in social media that's out there for everybody anyway. So let's just pull some of the, the good ones, okay? In the order of things, my first question was in regard to whether anyone was going to respect an off-season. And I also asked if they had injured themselves during the season and what type of injuries they had and how many of them. And what I found really interesting about that query was a lot of people were hurt and a lot of people planned to work through the year. They weren't taking any time off, which is kind of astounding to me. So let's take a few of these. A fellow by the name of Brad Mateo said that he's going to concentrate on rock climbing in the off season as well as his running. He's only been injured once. He broke his ankle at the Atlanta hurricane heat. Said it didn't slow him down, he still finished. Another fella, Chris King, had apparently broke some bones. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing, but he said uh, that's probably going to be what his offseason is about, just healing. Um, yeah, Bonnie Spartan. Bonnie, I'm sorry, I don't know what your last name is. But she said that her only injury was a horrendous knee pain leading to hip socket inflammation and bruising during the Tahoe Ultra Beast last year. I've been working on it all year to improve my form in hopes that this year I'll come out of the race in much better shape. Good luck with that, Bonnie. I hope you don't hurt yourself again. And let's see, what else? Um, yeah, here's one. MJ Duvall, she says, No such thing as downtime. I focus on my ultra running, meaning more longer trail runs, less weight training, Sky to Summit 30-miler in November, 
Skinny Turkey Half Marathon, then Spartan Atlanta, and December already have three ultra races scheduled in the winter. Southern Tour Ultra 50 Miler in January. It's got a 40 Miler in February, and Conquer the Rock Foothill 30 Mile in March. So, in essence, what she's got is an ultra marathon every month, January, February, March. Lots and lots of training, lots and lots of racing. Then we have Chris Brown, who said he had an absurd amount of injuries in the last six months. Pulled or torn biceps, strained calf, lower back strain, collarbone, shoulder issues, you name it. So he's saying that at the end of the year he's going to do a little bit of trail running, some snowshoe, ski, and hit the gym. Daryl Wilhelm said he had lots of injuries in 2016. He's dealing with a torn hamstring since May. Is planning to do some low heart rate training and try to get enough recovery right now. Focus on Ultra Beast in Tahoe. No time for injury. He's been dealing with a torn hamstring since May. And he's planning to do an Ultra Beast this year. Daryl, I wish you the very best of luck, my friend. Of course, this is just a sampling of all of the write-ins that we got. And what I gathered from it all was lots of people getting hurt. Lots of people going to work through it. Not planning on taking any breaks in the off-season. Now, I said early on I don't want to judge, and I'm going to try to avoid judgment here. But if you were to ask me, if you were to say, well, Richard, what do you think? Should I take some time off? I think that the prudent thing to do would be to have some time to regenerate, take a look at the flaws that are in your game, and see if you can get yourself corrected and ready to go, have a stronger body leading into the next season. Take some time to heal. Trust me. So now here comes the fun stuff. How old are you, and how much are you spending in the sport of OCR? in a given year. This, my friends, was fascinating. Of all the people that we queried, we got about 44 people that actually told us how old they were. Apparently about 15 people felt that they wanted to keep that to themselves, which is fine. But of the 44 people, if you averaged it out, the average age of an OCR athlete that responded to my query was 37 years old. And the money they spend is really interesting, okay? The highest amount of money that anyone in this query spends in a given OCR season or year was $30,000. I'll say it again. $30,000. And incidentally, it wasn't a function of just one person that said they spent that much. There were a few of them. And there were several that were spending in the neighborhood of $10,000 or above in the sport. So my first thought was, wow, that seems like a lot of money. But at the end of the day, it really isn't. If your love, if your lust for life is to participate in this sport, why not? If you can afford to do it, why not? As a matter of fact, 
if you can spend more in order to embedder your relationship with the sport, reduce the potential for injury, perform better, and you have the money, why not? I tell people all the time, I don't golf. Golfing, my friends, is really expensive. A round of golf is expensive. Golfers golf all the time. Having a membership to a country club is really, really expensive. And guess what? It's not likely to get you in too much better shape. It may very well be like getting a constitutional. You know, you're keeping a little something going, which is going to keep you at least vital for a little longer in your life. But it's nowhere near the intensity or the ferociousness of going out to challenge yourself in an obstacle course race. So it turns out that the average amount of money that people spend, and again, this is over a sampling of the people we, we queried, the average amount of money spent was about $4,581 per year. And now that includes travel, that includes gear, that includes race entry fees. And I found it really interesting that a lot of people were really, really careful about the way they approached their spending. They would volunteer for races to get free entries into other events that they wanted to participate in. They would try to get together with other people so they can get transportation to these events or share lodging with other people. But on the average, it was about 4500 bucks. The least amount of money that was spent by anyone was about $400. And this is someone that does not travel to race. Usually they race when the race is near them. And again, they do a lot of volunteering. Saw some folks at around twelve dollars to $1,500. But commonly, it was like four dollars to $6,000 that most people spend. And again, if you look at the average demographic, if you're talking about how old these people are, the average is about 37 years old. When you're 37 years old, you should very easily spend $4,000 in a given year for your entertainment and certainly to better your health. So I'm on board with it. In the scheme of things, I think it's all relative. If you take your wife or your significant other to dinner once a week and spend 150 bucks, You've spent $7,200 a year taking your wife to dinner for entertainment purposes. To spend $5,000 a year doing something that's going to improve your health, improve your sanity, I think it's a good bet. The last question that I posed was, what would you be willing to add to your investment if you thought or if you were relatively confident that the money spent would put you on podium as an elite athlete. I found it interesting that most people did not speak in terms of how much more money they're willing to spend. It was more a function of how much time they were capable of dedicating. It gets down to time. Time is more the enemy than the amount of money that you're going to spend. So I guess having done this little bit of a survey requires some kind of a recap. And my takeaway, I guess, is pretty simply this. You need to take some time off at the end of the year to collect yourself, 
improve on the mistakes you've made over the course of the year, heal the injuries that you created for yourself, because again, we've already found that a lot of people are getting hurt, and you don't want to go into a new season starting out with injuries. Don't worry about the money you're spending. Make sure you're allowing yourself enough of your budget to take care of your spouse or significant other, because it can't be all about the racing. There is a life to be had, especially if your spouse or significant other is not participating in your events. You want to race more often and not get any heat for it? Be sure you take care of the person that matters to you. Well, friends, it's time to bring another show to a close. Be sure and tune in to us next week. We've got a lot of great content in store for you. I want you to tell your friends to check us out. You can always find us on Facebook. Simply go search the Natural Running Network. Drop us a message. I'd love to learn more about you and the things you do. And until then, you have an amazing day.